Hello and welcome to the Cloud Services Roundtable and SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl Polichuk. The Cloud Services Roundtable and SMB Community Podcast is happy to bring you information on cloud services, managed services, and other information to help you be more successful. Find out the latest information at cloudservicesroundtable.com or smbcommunitypodcast.com. This program is copyrighted by Carl W. Polchuk and may not be reproduced or rebroadcast without permission. Joyce Blonsky is an experienced financial advisor and has been working with clients in the stock market for the past 27 years, so since she was six. (laughs) Thank you. Joyce is a registered representative, securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, Cambridge and Blonsky Financial Services are not affiliated. Hi, this is Carl, and I'm here with Joyce Blonsky, and Joyce is a friend of mine from Sacramento, and um, she is a financial advisor. And Joyce, why don't you give us a few of your credentials in terms of, like, what, what does a financial advisor do, and, you know, did you go to school for this, or you just make stuff up, or what's the deal? Well, I, um, I have had a lot of education, a lot of formal training. Started back in the day when uh, mutual funds were just getting off the ground, so I have a lot of experience in actually looking and analyzing individual companies to determine if they're viable as an investment for my clients. So I run a number of different scenarios. I actually do my own investment thoughts. Those things that I know that are off the table for me, I I hire only the best to help augment those services that I need to have done. And then I work one-on-one with individual clients to make sure that their dreams and goals are met based on the criteria that they've given me for when they want to retire. Excellent. So the reason that Joyce is on the Cloud Services Roundtable is that she's written a book, as far as we know, the first book on investing in the cloud, and um, it's called Own the Clouds. The First Guide to Investing in Cloud Computing Companies by Joyce Blonsky. And you can find out more at ownthecouds.com. The book officially launches January 31st. That's correct. If you go to ownthecouds.com, there's actually a countdown timer. So you can see how many minutes and how many seconds until it launches. So, so Joyce, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what constitutes a cloud company? Because you're looking at it from an investment perspective, and it may not be the same as a technician's view of things. What I'm looking at as far as cloud computing companies are those companies that are specifically publicly traded and in the realm of investments. Those companies that are both the 800-pound gorillas in the room and those that are still kind of flying under the radar. The cloud computing companies that I'm looking for provide services, provide applications, uh, are everything from retailers to support in every different genre that you can think of that basically interfaces with internet or anything on a wireless basis from the inside out of a product, uh, from down below, which would be data centers, to all the way up to the in the cloud logistics, which would be um, space and the whole package. I, I look for everything. All righty. Now, our listeners are technicians, techno goobers, uh, computer consultants, so they know the technical side of this. 
Is something a good investment just because I know it and use it and love it, right? I've got a company that I use for a specific product, uh, and I really like them, and I do a really great job. Does that make them a, necessarily a good investment? That's a good place to start. Uh, from there, you'd have to do some drill downs. And in Own the Cloud, I have given actual step-by-step -step for your technicians, if they absolutely love XYZ Company and go, gosh, would this make a good investment? The heart of the book is actually showing people how to drill down using free internet services that are available to everything from drilling down to look at a couple of things from a financial standpoint, looking at charts, and being able to kind of put all that into the realm of I like it. How does it look? The smell test. How does it feel? Does it have all the numbers? And also to take a look at what some of the insiders are doing. If the insiders are selling their stock, that may not be necessarily the right time to be putting your money into even if you love this company. So I, I give some inside and some outside kind of scenarios for your folks to look at to determine if now is the right time and if this is the right company. So how did you come to know about cloud computing? Have you been, like, is, is technology one of the areas you've focused on for a period of time? You know, I, I don't want to label myself as a geek, but my first computer was an Apple IIe. Hey, but, but, but the first thing you showed me in your office was your wall of oh, wires gosh. and how beautifully <laughs> mounted your two routers are. <laughs> okay, so... So you might be a geek. I might very well be a geek. And so I've, I've always looked at technology as the next evolution of, of mankind. And technology is what's going to take us into the future. And as a financial advisor, my clients are looking for things that are avant-garde, that will make them happy down the road, that will fulfill a specific niche and not necessarily be the entire allocation, but something that they can, you know, latch on to and say, okay, I've, I've got a piece of this and hopefully it will work, it will work out down the road. So I've, I've liked, I've, I've, I've liked technology from the get go. Uh, I still love it and believe that, um, wise investors will take a look at, at a portion of this for, for themselves going forward. Very good. So if folks are interested in your book, it's like $742, is that right? And it's on Amazon? It's a tiny investment. Yes. It's twenty four ninety five. It will be on Amazon.com. And, uh, and I encourage everyone to grab a book and uh, use it as a reference. All righty. So what's the pre-registration process? Or you've, got a, you've got a thing on your website where we can, we can be... Um, I guess informed about the process of the book and, um, and maybe win a couple of things. Tell us about that. Actually, it's more like a reminder. Uh, we're having a launch, and of course, because I'm talking about clouds and cloud computing, my book launch is virtual. Uh, my party is at my website, Own the Clouds, and for those that join the party on January 31st and go to Amazon and make a tiny investment of a fabulous resource, they can come back that day, that 24-hour period, and put their first name, email, and their Amazon receipt number, and it will take them to a live launch page where they can download every single GIF, which is all either audio or ebook or or add coupons that they can get discount services. It's all available to them. 
There's nothing to win. It's just theirs. All righty. Um, and so you're planning to become a multimillionaire based on the proceeds of this book. Is that correct? I would hope that I can snag some serious change because my motivation is to give it all away. Oh, my goodness. Um, my author's proceeds, I decided um, many, many months ago that my motivation for the book was was not to become uh, a multimillionaire writing Own the Clouds. I wanted to give back, so I'm in a position where I am fine without the proceeds from the book, but there are many local charities, and my first, and with my heart, is the Kiwanis Family House who, who need help. So my goal is to hopefully be able to start a foundation for them with the proceeds from Own the Clouds, and then from there it's Ronald McDonald House, Shriners Hospital for Children, which both do fantastic work, and then we've got a lot of hungry people around town, so Sacramento area food banks are definitely up there on the top of my list. So I am going to give everyone this fabulous book and then turn around and give all the money away. <laughs> well, I certainly hope that you uh, uh, succeed in that. Thank so. you. Um, so let me ask a couple questions like um, when you when you look at, at the people who are out there giving advice on clouds and so forth, do they necessarily look at things from the perspective of investing or do they, they only care about whether the technology works? Both. Uh, there are, you'll find people in the technology arena uh, who are specifically talking to vendors about how products will interface with one another. And that's probably what your folks are more interested in is how will, how will this interface with that? How will this code work in this environment? I typically look at the analysts that discuss technology, if you will, and we, we really haven't they really haven't taken the moniker of a cloud technician yet mm -hmm. or a cloud analyst. We just call them a tech analyst, and all things tech kind of get thrown into one bucket. And there's some really um, brilliant people uh, who are talking about technology from the standpoint of moving into the cloud. And in my book, I actually name uh, a couple of them that your readers can, uh, if they'd like to, follow on an ongoing basis. Um, next question is, when you think about a company that's successful, like a Microsoft or an Apple, uh, one year they seem to be way up, and the next year they're way down in, in terms of sales and so forth, but they could be making money the whole time. And, and sometimes what we see in the news, especially in the technology news, isn't necessarily related to how well the company is doing as an investment. Is that correct? Yeah, that you just have to be mindful, um, and that's where charts come in. You have to kind of look at... Um, the trends and the seasonality, you know, uh, for example, if you're going to buy a company that sells umbrellas, you're going to probably pay more for that stock when it's raining out than you will when the sun is shining. And technology has its ebbs and flows in the same genre as an umbrella company. So what may look like a, a very poor investment may actually be a good time to buy umbrellas. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we're going to get back to the umbrellas in a minute, but first, uh, let me just say that you begin each of your chapters with a quote from Walt Disney. Yeah. Why Walt Disney and not someone in the tech industry? You know, I I love Walt Disney, very similar to Steve Jobs, who just recently passed away. And I start my quotes, my chapters with Walt Disney for a couple of reasons. He really was a visionary of his day. He, he had a vision for children and for theme parks. And if you were to ask me, I would say, 
all things Disney has gone viral. And it doesn't really matter in my mind if you have a visionary in a children's theme park or a visionary in technology. They move mountains. In this case, the Matterhorn. He right. moved it to Anaheim. Um, but they actually impact generations. And Walt Disney has impacted generations of people, just like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and some of the other visionaries that have really come up with some amazing things. And what's kind of cool is if you read the quotes that I start with, they just tie in beautifully with technology. Well, he was a great user of technology, not just the parks, but all of his movies and, and so forth. He made some, some big uh, changes in the way things are done. So now let me loop back to umbrellas. Have you ever been at Disneyland or Disney World when it rains? No, but you know what? I am going to Disneyland right after the launch, so maybe <laughs> So it in will. January, yeah, February, it might rain. So, so what happens is it's all nice and sunny. As soon as it starts raining, every single store at Disneyland pulls out a rack full of umbrellas, they're like three or four dollars, and the minute the rain goes away, they pull them out of sight. So so the minute you need an umbrella, it's instantly there, and when you don't need the umbrella, it's gone. So how so, many umbrellas do you own, Carl? I like six Disney umbrellas and three, uh, three of the little uh, rain <laughs> slickers and whatever. Um, so tell us about your tech tune-up. Um, would you run down the list uh, for the listeners here um, to see, you know, how hip and in the know they are with regard to uh, with technology investing. Yeah, I actually decided that since I originally was writing this book for my clients who are somewhat unhip as far as it comes to technology, I, I decided that I wanted to give them kind of a a nudge thinking, oh yeah, we, we've got this all figured out, and a lot of times they don't. So my tech tune-up is really to kind of get people thinking, well, shoot, this is going to stick around. So, so my tech tune is basically, do you believe the internet is here to stay? Because some people are still not sure if they want to trust an ATM. So, you right. know, I'm talking to those people. Um, do you see the use of electronic devices becoming such a part of your life that you can't do without them? And if you're saying no, then look at your children, your nieces, your nephews, and, and ask them if they could... Um, if, if they would, if a punishment severe enough would be to take away their cell phone for a month and watch the reaction, <laughs> it would really, really be ugly. And then, really, um, do you or your family, do you get some of your news off the Internet or your phone? Have you ever bought airline tickets or movie tickets off the Internet? Um, I know that grandparents are now um, getting to the point where they have to go to the Internet to see pictures of their great-grandchildren, so they're being drug into this, right. sometimes unwillingly, but then they go, wow, that was really easy. Um, do you use email? I mean, obviously, your users, that's second nature to them. Um, pay bills online, order photos, order medication, ever bought music. You know, if any of these things are part of your daily life, well, congratulations. You've, on some level, been cloud computing. Very good. So... If someone has never invested before, um, is cloud, uh, are cloud companies a good place to start? They can be. Um, 
Uh, again, it's kind of what you know and what you're comfortable with. Uh, you wouldn't want to put all of your eggs in one cloud basket, so to speak. So you do want to kind of spread it around. And, and even then, if you have a major market blow up or like we had this tsunami and the earthquake in Japan or the Euro debt crisis, those things are going to lull no matter what you have. And you'll see ebbs and, you know, the, the roller coaster rides somewhat. But sure, I would think that that um, if you've done your homework and you understand the risks and you've got a, a little bit longer-term time horizon, uh, I think there's some phenomenal cloud companies out there that would make um, good choices down the road. And um, I know that I can buy a real estate investment trust instead of buying real estate. I can buy a gold fund instead of buying actual gold. Are there mutual funds that specifically target technology and cloud companies? There have been um, a number of mutual funds that are tech-based. Um, they do own some clouds, but then some not. So there hasn't been yet. The key word is yet. Um, back in March, uh, Ticker Spray just came out with a cloud index that you could follow. And, and do I find that at tickerspray.com? Yes, any chance? you do. Okay. Yeah. So Tickerspray just came out. I kept saying, there's got to be an index. There's got to be an index to follow. And sure enough, you should have heard me scream the day that I saw Tickerspray <laughs> announce that they're going to do a cloud index. We haven't specifically seen a cloud fund, but I would not I would not hold back that that isn't going to happen at some point in the future. Okay, so for folks who have not invested before, uh, does it make sense that if they go look at the companies that are the core of the ticker spray technology index, that those would necessarily be good companies to invest in today? It is. Um, it can and cannot be. So there's unfortunately there's no cookie cutter to say it's the right thing and just buy some of everything. Um, it certainly is a place to start, however, but you still have to drill down and actually find out, you know, is, is this company viable? You know, how are they competing against their competition? Uh, do you see their balance sheet growing uh, and their debt shrinking or at least being manageable? There's a lot of things to do rather than just grabbing a dart and going, patoon. <laughs> um, although sometimes that does work out really well. Right, right. Um, but you have to think, be, be part ape to, to do that because I think right. they only use that with monkeys. <laughs> so uh, and, unless you've got a monkey for a pet, I probably wouldn't throw darts. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. yeah. So, um, you know, it's interesting in the technology business, a lot of the technicians you know, we, we're having our first generation of technicians getting to the point where they either have to retire or they've already retired. And, you know, just because of the, the nature of the business. Um, is there a good time when people should be thinking about investing in their, in their 60s, in their 50s, in their 40s? I mean, uh, obviously we have technicians who are in their teens and 20s. So, mm -hmm. you know, when should they begin to think about investing? Now, um, sorry, I mean, it, it, they, the sooner you start, the better it is. Uh, if you've already started, then I congratulate you. And if you haven't started, what are you waiting for? Because the clock is ticking. So I would say that if for those folks that are retiring that have not done investments, that they should consider that. Uh, when you look at what uh, banks are paying, 
nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, um, and and really, uh, real estate has gone through a knothole backwards. So a lot of people are leery about going into real estate. And I look at investing as owning really well-managed companies. And I want to be an owner of those really bright and avant-garde companies because when they make money, I make money. And so I would say to folks that are even in their 60s, yes, a portion of their nest egg should be allocated to owning really well-managed run companies. Not necessarily all of them would be clouds. That would be actually a uh, too much in one, you know, too much of any one thing is not necessarily the best, but a diversified blend of just some really great companies going forward, and there's there's a ton of them out there. Joyce Blonsky is an experienced financial advisor and has been working with clients in the stock market for the past 27 years. Joyce is a registered representative, securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, Cambridge and Blonsky Financial Services are not affiliated. Thanks for tuning into the Into Services Roundtable. We welcome your feedback and suggestions. Tune us in anytime at cloudservicesroundtable.com. This is Carl Polachek wishing you a wonderful and a prosperous day.